0: Welcome to the Be Electric podcast, the show highlighting organizations and nonprofits doing good right here in West Michigan. Welcome, everyone, to the Be Electric podcast. My name is Garrett Vierink. I'm the marketing director here at Bice Electric. And today I have Kate O'Keefe from Family Promise. Welcome.
1: Hey, everyone. Garrett, thanks for having me. Of
0: course. How's your day going so far?
1: It's going really well, except the fact that I spilled coffee all over my car this morning. (laughs) Other than that, doing well, really excited to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, we are excited to have you. you. We're excited to share a little bit about Family Promise and the good work they're doing here in Grand Rapids. Uh, To start, let's just... You know, kind of introduce yourself and, yeah. and what you do for Family Promise.
1: Okay, so first, full disclosure this is my first podcast and I'm so excited. I've always wanted to be like sitting behind this mic. So <laughs> thank you for the invite this morning. Of course. Um, honestly, we're really excited to be here. I'm excited to be here and let the community know what's going on. So, like you mentioned, my name's Kate. I'm the Director of Development and Community Engagement at Family Promise. Um, I have been at Family Promise for about five years now. And um, Family Promise is a really interesting organization. Can I tell you about it?
0: Yes, please do.
1: All right. So our niche is serving homeless families with children. There's some great, great nonprofits in the community doing great work, helping homeless vets, helping individuals with substance abuse problems. We specifically are working on and working with homeless families. The new face of homelessness is kids. And I think your listeners are gonna be really fascinated today to learn how intense this problem really is. Mm.
0: So would you say there's there's a lot of problems, like you said, you know, there's vets, there's substance abuse, uh, and there's there's families, there's children who Mm -hmm. maybe have to sleep in a car, or maybe have, you know, they're crashing on their friend's couch. So talk to me a little bit about how you're addressing homelessness as a whole.
1: Yeah, there's several things that we're doing right now. We provide emergency shelter. And I think many times when I talk about emergency shelter, people already have a vision of what that looks like. Oh, yeah, that's somebody can go and sleep in a a bed. Hmm. So let's just start with emergency shelter and break that down a little bit more. Emergency shelter, when you've got children involved, looks completely different than how we envision in the movies. When we think of homelessness, we think of a room with 300 beds, sleeping with strangers that we don't know, mm. really scared and unsafe spaces. When Family Promise says that we provide emergency shelter, each family has their own private room.
0: Okay.
1: Each family has their own safe space to retire to at the end of the night. Beds, pillows, lamps, Stuffed animals, like we're talking about really young kids and families, and mm-hmm. those families need a safe place to land. I was actually talking with my coworker, the director of programming at Family Promise, Lisa Cruden, before this podcast and asking her about, you know, what, what's been your experience lately working in this emergency shelter space? Right. She said the other day we were working with a mom who had been homeless for months, mm. months. She came into shelter, started kind of telling her story and just started sobbing. And the case manager is like, do you need a minute? Like, why don't I leave? Like, you know, I want to be respectful of where you're at right now. And she finally gathered herself and she said, I just realized like right now in this moment was the first time I have realized I have a safe place to sleep tonight and I don't have to worry.
0: Mm-hmm. And my
1: kids are going to be okay. Yeah. Like that's emergency shelter. And so it's easy to glide over like, yep, okay, families are to have a safe place to sleep. But we're talking about like moms and dads and aunts and grandmas like you and I
0: mm-hmm.
1: who have this extra burden of I need my kids to be really good tonight because we're staying at so-and-so's house. And if we're too loud, they're not going to let us come back. And if right. we're messy and I don't know if we can use the bathroom, and I don't know if we can shower here. I don't know what we're going to eat for dinner. Right. All of that. So family promise is part of the solution by providing emergency shelter.
0: Okay.
1: And the other part of the question you asked is, you know, how are, what's the big picture of this homelessness issue? Mm-hmm. So those immediate needs we're meeting. But the big picture, those systemic issues, those long-term issues, we are working as a community to change the system of family homelessness. We want to wreck it,
0: dismantle
1: it, and rebuild it.
0: Okay. How we, are you doing
1: that? So we're working with an organization called K-Connect. Okay. I just want to give K Connect a huge shout out. So, like, hey.
0: <laughs>
1: um, they are all about systems work, specifically looking at children's needs. And right. so they've taken on this issue of family homelessness and they've brought together different stakeholders. So business owners, doctors, police, teachers, entrepreneurs brought experts to the table. And now we're looking at how do we do this differently? How do we do how do we make sure we never end up here again? Gotcha. So that's happening. Um, and the other piece of that is all of the big picture zoning issues, city issues. You know, we we know that the right people are starting to be get in place. The right people with the right knowledge mm-hmm. are at the table saying, we know this is an issue and we have to do something about it. Yeah. Rosal- Mayor Rosalind Bliss has been an advocate mm-hmm. for some of this work, right? Like, we know we are in an affordable housing crisis. What right. do we need to do? Yeah. So I think the long, short answer to your question is we've gotta provide immediate needs to these families. We gotta make sure they literally have a safe place to sleep tonight. Right. And those kids have a safe place to sleep tonight. While that's happening, we gotta work on this system so we don't ever end up here again.
0: Right. No, I think it's it's affirming to to hear that you've taken a step back, right? Mm-hmm. It's not this. Emergency safe shelter can be very short term. Like, yes. that's the that's the goal is to to bring these families in, provide support, mm-hmm. and then encourage them or help them find a place afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we'll get to that part. But I'd love to pick your brain a little bit about Family Promise internally. I've been yeah. able to to be there, and it's very um, safe when you mm-hmm. when you walk in, you're brought into this specific room. It's you know there's toys for the kids. Yeah. Um, there's an area where you can just kind of fill out your paperwork, get, you know, get yep. that process started. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: I will. You're really good at this, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Almost had me tearing up about our own building. I was like, okay. Um, so when you walk into Family Promise, our goal is that anybody, whether it's a guest, a family, uh, whoever that might be, feels welcome, feels our hospitality, feels safe. Our building is special laid out in a trauma-informed way. We were very intentional about where we put offices, what the color Mm. of the offices were. We often have moms who walk in and say, I didn't know if you were going to take my kids away from me. Mm. Like I pulled into Family Promise and I had to sit in the car for 10 minutes because I was convinced you're going to take my kids away, Mm. right? So that level of fear, like your most the person that you would lay your life down for mm-hmm. and now you have to take a step of faith and a leap of faith and say okay i need help and this this place is going to be okay so when families first enter family promise we have an intake room that we have um you know photos it's it's painted brightly we've like you mentioned there's toys there's mm-hmm. a table there's kleenexes because those are going to be needed uh, there's food there's water right the other day we had a case manager who was doing an intake with a mom and she just was a little like fidgety. And the case manager had said, can I get you something? Like, what do you need right now? Honest, just be honest with me. Mm -hmm. And she says, I haven't eaten in three days because all the food that I'm getting, I'm giving to my kids. Mm. So that case manager stopped the intake right there. And we went and made mac and cheese, right? Like you need to eat. And so that's the vibe of family promise. That's our culture. It's families first. It's people first. It's people driven. Um, we often don't, when you talk about family promise internally, we actually don't even ask family their stories or really get into what, like some of those root issues or where they're at mm-hmm. until they trust us. Right. Right. You and I have known each other for a couple of years. We can have conversation. We can do this today. Mm-hmm. But if it's our first time meeting, yeah. I don't know where we stand. And so our case managers are trained in um, best practices on how to be, um, yeah, the best advocate for those families.
0: Yeah. I'm sure there's a level of, you know, reservedness or or unknown, right? You know, these families every every day are mm-hmm. going through unknowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, where am I gonna get my next meal? Can we use this bathroom? Can yeah. we, you know, can we shower here? There's yeah. there's a lot of things that many of us and many of our audience and listeners have that we, we take for granted. It's just, it's, it's one of those things that's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's just out of sight, out of mind. We don't think about, oh, we can turn on the faucet or, oh, I can jump in the shower. Um, I can throw in a load of laundry. Sure. Yeah. And so it's encouraging to hear that you're informing these, Mm -hmm. these families of, hey, this is a safe space. Yeah. You can come to our location and. And, and be heard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing is that you are bringing these families in, not only to support them, but to listen to them and to to help. Uh, and I know I, you guys, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was
1: going to piggyback off on what you just said. Something that stopped me in my tracks the other day was our families, speaking of being heard, mm-hmm. our moms come into shelter, they think they're the only ones. They have a ton of shame and guilt around how did I get here? And our response to how did I get here is always, it's not your fault. These families, and I know we'll get into this, but these families cannot afford the cost of living. They can't afford a thousand dollar bedroom working at the the wages that they're working at. And so they have fallen into homelessness. None of these moms have chosen to be homeless. Right? right? They don't want to be here. Right. And so our our response is like, how did we get here? Is we let you down as a community. Mm-hmm. We We've got some things to look at. In the meantime, there are other moms who are great moms, just like you, who are doing this this hard work together and they get to see other families who are struggling and they almost become a support system for one another. Mm-hmm. And so being heard and being seen in a way where before it was this shame, you didn't want to tell anybody. We have families who enter shelter who told us, my family doesn't even know that I'm homeless right now. Sure. My, my own mother doesn't know. And so having a safe place where not only they can talk to case managers, but other moms and say, wow, I'm not alone on this journey and I've got support. I don't have to feel guilty or shame about where I'm at.
0: What's, what's something that since you've been with Family Promise in the past five years uh, surprised you, right? We, we are in a housing crisis in Mm -hmm. in the city of Grand Rapids. There are guilt or shame factors that go on with falling into that but when you're looking at you know what has been challenging for you or what was unexpected what does Mm -hmm. that look like
1: that's a really great question i don't think i was prepared for the rawness of where our families have been Mm -hmm. so i i'm Before I started working at Family Promise, I knew about homelessness in our community. I've worked in nonprofits for several years. I didn't understand the level of crisis. I didn't understand the impact that being homeless for three to six months, not having a mailing address, all of that would have on families and kids. And I I don't think any of us can really understand that um, instability until we go through one of those crises, right? We have a family member die. And for the next couple months or years, you're just in this weird funk. You, you're grieving, you know, or a big life crisis happens and it stops you in your tracks for a minute, but you get back on your feet. We have support systems around us in ways that our family don't, our families do not have. Mm -hmm. And I think that was shocking to me. Like, um, going through one of the most traumatic experiences of, of, of mom's life, not being able to pr- provide a home for her kids. And it's not a week-long thing. It's months long. Those moms need a place to heal. Those kids need a place to heal. And that was pretty, it was, oh. yeah.
0: So you see that on the see, on the front end, you right? You see it. You, you, you have these families that come and they're, um, you know, welcomed into your space and, and you try to help them and that's challenging is have you seen on the other side of when after three to six months, yeah. the the change, have you seen the, yes, the, the benefits?
1: That's a great, that's a great question because that's what keeps us going is the mom that comes in and is just really in a, in a rough spot to see her three, six, nine months down the road we actually call a couple times we've had moms who come in and who've gotten actually a good night of sleep and a hot meal and a shower and somebody to talk to. And we've literally see them change. You, their, their physical appearance will change A mom's whole demeanor changes. And you know, like, okay, she, she's, she's good. She trusts, she knows she's okay. Right? right. So there's that, there is some of those like drastic changes, but when families move home, like, you know, I, I remember talking with mom, one mom who was home. She, it was a really rough patch in her life. She got home. Her two teenage boys, um, one was really sick with health issues, mm-hmm. um, but had another uh, high schooler. They're home, and she just, she was a different person. Mm-hmm. She was a different mom. She was a different friend. She was a different, and, and it's it's really hard to communicate how challenging it is to go through a crisis for that long. Right. Um, so we do, we see the other side of this and we see the hope that you just, you wouldn't believe how much a house changes your whole world Yeah, for good or for bad, right. losing it or having one. Um, it's a place where, you know, we have the holidays coming up. So we're all making holiday plans. Where are we going for Thanksgiving? Sure. Whose house are we going to? What are we doing? Where are we going to send our packages? My sister lives in Nebraska. So I'm like, oh, I got to make sure I mail the Christmas presents on time. Right. Mm -hmm. Not having a mailing address, not having a place for a home, a meal. Um, It's just sucks. Can I say that? Yeah. So the, the, having a house and seeing the moms on the other end of it um, is, is what keeps all of us going. And I say moms, the majority of families we serve are single women.
0: Okay.
1: So, um, you know, and we any family is welcome and in shelter. The only barrier or criteria we would say is you need to have a kid under 18. Okay. Right? So that's our thing. If you're homeless with a child, our doors are open to you. Doesn't matter all of it. Doesn't matter where you're at. Yeah. Come on in.
0: How many people and families are you currently serving?
1: Okay, so just yesterday I found out that we have served year to day. 998 children. Wow. A thousand kids. We sure. served a thousand kids. And so, and I and I said said this to you before the interview started, Garrett, we don't celebrate the fact that families are in shelter. Right. We celebrate the fact that a thousand children didn't sleep in the car, weren't roaming around Meyer, or just in unsafe houses that they shouldn't be. Right. right? We're celebrating the fact that those kids had a place to go and now they're home. So this year... We and we still have got a couple months left in the year, mm-hmm. so we'll serve over a thousand children. It's easily 500 families, okay, if that's fair. Sure. Um,
0: how many locations do you have currently?
1: We have four different emergency shelters throughout Kent County,
0: okay. Yeah, you guys just opened one up in North Kent County,
1: yes. Okay, so we just opened up the North Kent. IHN shelter. And the interesting piece about North Kent is the service there, it's it's rule, mm. right?
0: Yeah.
1: So there's just not the type of services in North Kent that there we find in Grand Rapids City Limits. Right. So we have families who are in Sparta, Rockford, Greenville, and Rockford is part of this the crisis. We have homeless students in Rockford public school systems today many homeless students but up in north kent there are families who are homeless with there isn't available or affordable housing right. and so what do these families do
0: mm.
1: we just opened an emergency shelter october 6th That's awesome. so we're getting families in um it's going to be a challenge it's going to be a challenge to find housing
0: yeah
1: you know um i think that piece will come And we're talking about plans on how to attack some of that. We've got amazing community partners up there. North Kent Connect is a huge advocate um, for families in North Kent. Businesses, congregations, schools are all coming together and saying, we got to fix this. But in the meantime, families need a place to stay.
0: Yeah. What kind of volunteer needs do you have since it's so Mm -hmm. new, right? I mean, this month, basically. Yeah, this month. Um, You know, we're in October. You just you just opened that. So what what sort of volunteers do you are you looking for?
1: Yeah. The volunteer piece is. um, There's a ton of needs. Uh, We need people to help us shop for food. We need people to help us do drives, do donation drives, twin size sheets, towels, blankets, toothbrushes. Um, We need volunteers to help make meals, Um, volunteers to help drive North Kent, one of the interesting pieces up there is transportation needs. Okay. So if a family does have a great job, how are we going to get them there, right? So mm-hmm. we're going to – it's either one of our case managers or we're paying for a Uber. Okay, <laughs> right. So if there's a volunteer who's, you know, retired and has time to to chat and drive somebody to their job, that would be awesome.
0: Okay. You have – you said four locations for emergency safe shelter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of talked about this – Prior, Yeah. And one of them is closing this yes. year, uh, Fulton Street Banner. Yes, correct. Yeah, um, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. You know, I'm sure that's first off, that's bad news. You yeah, know, that's, that's tough. It is. Um, yeah, talk to me a little bit of how the organization is feeling, how you're feeling about that. Mm-hmm.
1: So, for the listeners, I just want to give a quick recap of what this is. In 2018, we hit such a crisis. We had over 200 families on an emergency wait list. So just for people to kind of process that you call, say, I'm homeless. I've got nowhere to go tonight. And as a community, we were like, the shelters are full, but we'll put you on a wait list and call you when we've got availability Mm. 200 families. We were as a community family promise included was trying to get families into hotels. It was getting colder Um, we knew that we had to do something. So we were just really working hard to get these families into a safe space. Holland home found out about this and said, look, we've got a building that's sitting empty. Um, could we partner together and get families in the space? Mm -hmm. The building had to sit empty. They were, you know, Holland home is doing some deciding what they're going to do with that building. And while they decided what they're going to do with that building, they had to keep the heat on. They got to keep the lights on. And, um, they were an amazing partner. They literally opened up that space. I, They let us use some of the same housekeeping staff, their janitorial staff, their IT staff. I mean, they just, they did not, they met us at every need. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We were able to serve, last I knew back in this the this, this summer, I haven't pulled numbers today, we've served a th- 300 families in Fulton Manor. Okay. So... Um, Fulton Manor's closing as of December 31st, 2019. We knew it was a short-term shelter. It was a year-long opportunity. While Holland Home decided what they were going to do with that space, we were able to use it. So there's a little bit of the history. And back to your question about, you know, what are we feeling? I think we're grieving and celebrating. We're celebrating that we were able to provide safe, warm shelter, meals, Um to families and children experiencing homelessness, I think we're all a little, um, yeah, just really disappointed to know that this ha- it has to end. We knew it was going to end. It's yeah. nobody's fault. No one's a villain here. But, um, yeah, just knowing that that we're going to go back on a wait list as a community. Um, Family Promise can't solve this issue on our own. Right. We're, we're a smaller nonprofit. We do really good work. But this is a, a, a much bigger issue than then family promise can solve on their own. So <clears throat> I think the community's grieving. I think our, the, the community of Fulton Manor, the surrounding neighbors and churches and businesses have been so supportive of it are like, well, where are these families going to go? And that's the question, right? Where do they go? So we'll make sure all the families in Fulton Manor have safe housing or exit somewhere safe, um, Before we close, we're not going to put anyone else back on the street. That would be so traumatic. So we'll stop in taking families now to make sure those final 70 families have a safe place to go. And uh, we'll start a wait list again.
0: So with that wait list, you know, comes the the disappointing news that you have to, and you and Family Promise have to say that to homeless families that are on the street, you know, for this upcoming winter that. We can't help. Yeah. And I think those are the hardest words probably that you have to say. Yep. Um,
1: I run our social media at Family Promise and we get messages from moms all the time. And it'll be, you know, like 10 o'clock at night and a mom will be like, I just got put out and I've got a one-year-old. And knowing that we could triage that person to somebody who was on call and they could have a safe place to go. Um. Yeah, we get Facebook messages, people showing up at our door, people calling, and and having to and not being able to provide that shelter. It is. I'm not the victim here. I'm not. You know, I'm not the one who's homeless. But it is. It sucks. It sucks.
0: Yeah. Sucks. You know, if if there's anyone listening or watching that maybe has an answer or a solution or wants to help in any way yeah. they can reach out to you or what's the, I guess what's the best way to reach out to family Promise if, if people listening want to support.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for that question. So absolutely. Um, it's so family promise is a national organization. There's over 200 family promises across the United States. Family promise of grand Rapids is one of the largest affiliates simply by the, the, the numbers we serve, Right. So we're Family Promise of Grand Rapids. You can find us on our website, um, familypromisegr.org, or you can email me. Um, My contact information is on our website. We've got a Facebook page Family Promise GR. Um, Or just stop by. We're over in Heritage Hill, 516 Cherry Street. But if there are, if there are entrepreneurs listening, if there's business owners or um, p- investors, people who might have some vision for how we, um, how we get some quick shelter in place for families, but also how do we get this housing under control? And right. at Family Promise, we've kind of been saying this, this, this mantra of we can't build our way out of this. And I'm not sure if we're, Kent County is going to be able to continue to build enough houses or so everyone has. So right. we're getting creative, right? And one of our creative solutions um, that is getting ready to open November 1st is called Shared Housing. So we were able to get a couple different funders from the community, put money together to buy a single-family home. This single-family home has four bedrooms. We can put two single moms with a couple kids into this family. Those moms share the cost of living. So instead of rent being $1,200 to be in this house, $600 a piece. Awesome. So that's really affordable for our moms. On top of that, as a busy mom, you're sharing household responsibilities. So this week she's on dishes and I'm on laundry or however that works. Right. Um, and, and then the third layer to that is there's support for one another. It's hard being a single mom, mm-hmm. right? So having somebody to kick it with and watch a movie <laughs> with your kids is, is priceless. So we're launching a shared housing, which is just creative, affordable housing solutions. We've got four other um, shared housing opportunities coming online by the end of the year, early 2020, okay. by the end of this year, or early 2020. Um, but those are the kind of solutions we're looking for. Let's get creative on how, um, how families can be housed when we're working these kind of minimum wage jobs, but the cost of living has gone up.
0: There's 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 two parts to the issue. There's mm-hmm. the short term need mm-hmm. of where are these families going to go, and there's the larger need of how do we solve this issue. And it sounds that Family Promise is addressing both, and they're getting creative, and they have support from the community to help them continue to be
1: creative. I think we do, yeah.
0: I think it's important that you know we continue that support and we continue that effort because it. We shouldn't have kids here in Grand Rapids going hungry or living, you know, in, a, in an unsafe space. Mm-hmm. When you are going through this process, mm-hmm. and when these families have been in shelter for three, six, nine months, and they're coming to a an end or or a place where they are able to be self-sustainable. Yep. Tell me about that. You know, what, what does that process? I mean, I'm sure that's exciting. We
1: celebrate the heck out of that. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We celebrate it. We have, um, we let each family decide how they want to celebrate. So okay. if I was moving home and you know me well enough, like I would be throwing a party yeah, and I would be sure. letting everybody know that I did this and we're home. Some of our moms and dads and grandmas are a little more low key. And so maybe we just, um, you know, send flowers or show up with a, a cake. Okay. But we find ways to celebrate however that family needs to celebrate because it is a victory. It is a huge win for a family moving home. Um, we have kids who, you know, want to, they go to they, they go to their home they're going to be living in and they run in the home and they're like, this is my bedroom. This right. is my bedroom. <laughs> they're like, it's just so cute. Like, you know, it just running around their little PJs and they finally can, you know, just have breakfast at the couch and not run around or feel like we can't stay here. So we celebrate families moving home as, as much as possible.
0: And, and what does that look like? You know,
1: is it, I'm assuming they do a
0: lot of it on their own, right? Mm-hmm. You, you kind of help support them to get that full-time job or that, that system in place. Uh, generally, do they go into apartments? Do they go into homes? I guess a where little do... bit
1: of everywhere. Okay. So um, we were. That's another thing. If we've got private landlords um, listening today, what we've been asking landlords is, you know, as a community, we're we're crushing it right now. Our mm-hmm. economy's booming. We're doing yep. great with on jobs. Would that landlord be willing to give us two? apartments at a discounted rate. So you've got 10 and you're crushing it. Mm -hmm. Could you take two units at $500, $600 a month and, and get one of our families in your units? We actually walk alongside that family for nine months. So there's just that, um, accountability there, right? If a mom's like struggling or a a bump comes in the road and you don't have that support system, we're there to say like, Hey, what do we need to do? Let's problem solve. Um, so we have, we work with private landlords. Uh, we have our shared housing opportunity that I just talked about. We yeah. also have an affordable housing opportunity called Partners in Housing. Okay. We can buy an, a manufactured home or a mobile home for $10,000. Okay. We can flip that home like Chip and Joanna Gaines. We are <laughs> masters at flipping this home. Um, and we're talking about two-bedroom, two-bath homes. Okay. And we could flip that home, get a family in, in about six to eight weeks. So that family went from homeless to having housing in about six to eight weeks. We, again, walk alongside that family. How's this mobile home? Do you like it? How's the neighborhood? Is it close to your job? Do your kids go to school here? Kate, it's great. We love it. After nine months, we actually gift them the title to the home and they become a homeowner. No way. So families are going from homeless to homeowner in nine months. And that's now incredible. they have, not only are they a homeowner, never to have to be homeless again, right. they also are building assets. Yep. So we know that that's one of the proven strategies in the in the U.S. To, to get out of poverty. So that's right. one of the things that we can help our families with. We actually have families who have used this program as a stepping stone to get into a single family home. Okay. So maybe they outgrew their mobile home. And they're ready to make the next step to a single family home. We ask them, can we buy it back from you? Right. (laughs) We get them a nice little down payment and then we get another family in that home. So this has been an incredibly successful program. We hope to implement it in North Kent. Okay. Kind of bring that program up there for some housing opportunities. We've housed 130 families this way. um, Families who are now homeowners and, and thriving in our community.
0: 130.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We do 25 homes a year, so we we ain't messing around.
0: Yeah, no (laughs) joke.
1: So so apartments, affordable housing, shared housing. And then the last piece I would say is sometimes families come here for work and it doesn't work out. Hmm. So what does it look like if all my support system is living in Texas? And I moved here, something happened, I got a medical diagnosis, and sometimes that mom, dad just need to go back to their support system. And mm-hmm. so our answer is, how can, let's get you back there. Okay. Um, so every family looks different on um, moving home, looks different for everyone. And our families will identify, they'll say, you know, I'm not ready to do this affordable housing, like the partners in housing, because mm-hmm. it's a home ownership program. And our, you know, we are our best critics. We know right. ourselves well, right? right? Like I know my strengths and weaknesses. So do our moms. And so we have moms say, I'm not ready for that. That that wouldn't be the right decision for our, my family.
0: It's good they, um, they recognize.
1: That. It's so cool. It's yeah. so amazing to watch these resilient women just be making really big decisions with a ton of pressure on them and still seeing clear as day. Mm. You know, um, and sometimes our families are like, "Look, I've I've got a plan. I just was thrown off my plan, right? And family promise gave me a place to land and regroup. Now I'm good." Mm. And we're like, great. We'll see you never. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> go get them. That's the answer. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: It sounds like there's a lot of opportunity. Um, there's there's been some some changes that are challenging that are upcoming, but it sounds like there are other changes that are that are positive yeah. and that are supporting families here in in West Michigan. And Family Promise is doing an amazing job. In the next couple months, as we do approach the holiday season. What's, what's some of your biggest needs, mm-hmm. you know, cause you're, you're supporting these children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've talked to other nonprofits who say, you know, snow pants and snow boots mm-hmm. uh, are a big need. Are there, are there items or in-kind donations or financial gifts? What's, what's a need of a family promise?
1: Yeah. So yes, yes. And yes, okay. um, we do need volunteers. We, in 2019, as of October, we have had over 10,000 hours of volunteer help. Wow! Um, so we, we love volunteers. We are small, but mighty. And so having volunteers come for, you know, vice volunteers, you guys come, you come for four hours with 10 people. That's a week's worth of work for us. We can get a mobile home done like that. So volunteering um, is part of our fabric. So I invite anyone who's listening to come volunteer.
0: What is that process? Do they need to fill out some paperwork online? Yeah, go
1: online, go okay. on our website, and there's a little paperwork, and you just fill that out, and then our girl Chelsea will reach out to you. She's incredible, too. Awesome. In kind donations, we do need, um, we're always in need of uh, food for kiddos. And when we think of food, think of children under the age of six. So, those kids are picky too. You know, <laughs> my nieces and nephews, really. like I'm peanut butter and jelly, um, mac and cheese, goldfish, ravioli. Um, don't be showing up with like stuffed ch- turkeys and cranberry sauce. What <laughs> we don't know what to do with that? <sighs> um, we need items that are really basic for, I, I, tend to tell people, whatever your family needs, our families need mm. diapers not baby powder you know them. um <laughs> wipes you know and as the as the winter approaches we do we do have some drives going right now for blankets but coats okay. is helpful okay. snow pants is helpful and the last piece of this is we are the majority of our funding is private dollars okay. we take private dollars because they're flexible mm-hmm. so we can get a family who says well i actually could be a homeowner Um, We can use these dollars and get those families home. We have families who need something different. We have a family who needs to fly back to Texas. So we're privately funded and we can meet families wherever they are at. We have a little bit of government funding to help us with you know, bed nights, but 95% of our funding is private dollars. So um, for your listeners listening today, $10, $20, $50 makes a big difference at Family Promise. Like I said, we're a small staff. We're nimble. Um, But that money will go to getting families into housing, getting them fed, getting them the basic needs, work boots, scrubs. Um, It really does make a difference. So we could use any financial gifts here as we um, end the year and opened a new (laughs) shelter in North Kent, which wasn't on our radar this year. Uh, We took a leap of faith and we know that the community will come through because it's a community driven program. But all three of those volunteering in kind and financial gifts would be amazing. So thanks for considering.
0: Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else that our audience or listeners should know about family promise? Uh, Anything that you kind of want to leave us with uh, as we, as we wrap up? Um, Yeah. The floor is yours.
1: Okay. The new face of homelessness is children. I was at a school in Comstock park and One of the Kent ISD homeless liaisons shared with me that within the first three weeks of the school year, they've identified 45 children who are literally homeless. In one school in Kent County, 45 kids. I can't express enough to this community that we are in a crisis and we should be getting these families home, but we can't find places for them to go. So in the meantime, they need safe shelter. Um, so the new face of homelessness is children. Your kids are going to school with other kids who are homeless right now. <laughs> the person checking out at Meyer could be homeless and in our shelter. So that's the first thing I would want your your listeners to know is the new face of homelessness is kiddos. And then the second thing is, um, can we do this every Thursday? I love doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: am I hired? Like, can I come back? <laughs> They're, okay. they're laughing politely, but it's a no, guys. A no.
0: <laughs> where, can, where can the audience uh, find find information about you? Uh, where can they call? Where can they yeah. um, see a little bit about who you are?
1: Google Family Promise of Grand Rapids. We're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, stop by, drop by and see us and say hello. Um, we're community driven and we want to hear from our community members. So let us know.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Kate. We really appreciate you coming on the Be Electric podcast. And I think we've learned a lot. And I, I hope that our, our audience can, can hear some of the things that are our needs and maybe find a way to plug in. Um, so thank you.
1: Thank you. And thank you, BICED. guys are amazing.
0: Does your organization help others here in Michigan? We would love to hear from you. Let's chat about how BICED Electric can help highlight your story and the good you're doing. Contact us by visiting www.bicetelectric.com backslash podcast. Subscribe and rate your listening experience so we can continue sharing the good work of organizations and nonprofits. You can find this podcast on all major streaming platforms and on our website. Thanks for listening and join us next time on the Be Electric podcast. In everything, be electric.